In today's show, we're going to talk about the GD4 RS launch here in Perth, Western Australia, and Ajmal is going to discuss his deferred maintenance on his 996. Add this to our normal ramblings. This is Porsche Talk Podcast. G'day, Ajmal. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, well, I'm a little bit um, um, on the back foot. It feels like it's just been a bit of a crazy week already, and it's only Wednesday. And I'm, I'm you know, it's evening here. We're, we've mixed it up slightly, so it's evening here, but I'm not on the wine. Um, <laughs> Except for the so wine we're hearing. It. Got it. Yeah. 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 So, so I need to, you know, just keep it compass mentors. How's things with you? Yeah. Really well, thank you. The uh, it's been a little while since we've done this. Yeah, it does feel like it because I feel like I'm I'm uh, out of practice. I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, we were he- we were ahead of the curve on our last podcast release, and we're behind the curve on this one. So it ended up being quite a long break. But yeah, the it's, uh, we're well and truly in our late spring here, so everything's been pretty stunning and the you know opportunities to get out and drive and do things. So that's been quite nice here in Perth. It's been a uh, it's definitely car season it feels like see i'm jealous lots of week, lots of things going on every weekend every saturday and every sunday there's something you know so it's uh and it's going to be pretty much like that i think until the end of the year oh man see over here it's raining a lot obviously the clocks have gone back so it's dark by about half past four at the uh, <laughs> latest and um my 911s gone into jack flat six jack and it's it's ready for collection so he's sent me the invoice and told me it's ready and it's been in for only been in for a couple of days because all it's needed all it's needed uh i say that it's needed discs all around pads all around and an oil service so he's done that and it's the I mean, I don't know if you've seen the photos I've posted of the old discs. No, I haven't. Or rotors, say, in the US. Um, it, it, you know when, when bits of the disc flake off because of rust? Yes. They fall off. Mm-hmm. That had happened, and then the rust had then been smoothed out by the pad as well. Yeah, okay. So it was pretty bad, and mostly because the last journey I made in it was like a round trip of about 120 miles. And on the way back... I had to brake quite hard on the motorway and I got massive steering judder and then I was straight through to the metal, the pad was. Yep, yep. So I, so I must have driven about 30 miles back with one of the pads on the metal and it's, yeah, it's, I, let's just say I got my money's worth out of those pads if, and discs. If, if you were, just for your own reference, it's only the UK that refer to rotors as discs. Really? If, everywhere else in the world, they're rotors. Yeah, <laughs> I had to, I didn't actually know what people were talking about when they talking about. I'm thinking, you know, the first time I heard people refer to rotors as this something, and is he talking about like what CDs? What wouldn't they talk about these things? What do they mean? I yeah. didn't know that. I just thought it was. Although they we do refer to as disc brakes, ironically, yeah, disc brakes. So yeah, if it's short over it, obviously we say we say. Yeah. Anyway, that aside, the uh, um, you do know you. Uh, you didn't go anywhere near as far as you should have because if you were serious about getting your money's worth, you would have gone through to the piston that pushes the pad. 
<laughs> yeah, but I didn't want to have to replace a caliper. <laughs> but it's all, I mean, Jack told me, he said to me that it all feels like new now. Oh, um, amazing. It's, it's kind of, it was one of those things, you know, when you get the car, because remember when I first went to buy the car and the first time I saw it, the brakes failed 10 meters into my test I remember, drive. yeah, I remember you telling me that, yes. <laughs> and it was always a bit spongy, the pedal. It oh, worked okay. fine. It went through the test. It was all fine. It worked fine. It was just different. So when I got on the on the the box turd, when Jack did the brakes on that, and I got it back, and I thought, "Whoa, is this is this what my 911 brakes are supposed to be like?" Because <laughs> yeah, they actually supposed to be better than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they they like that now, and that'll make a huge difference because I was driving an Audi A3, even though it's old, it's got new pads rotors uh tires <laughs> and and so it's they've they always have kind of really sharp brakes audis do the, all the ones that i've had and then to jump into my 911 which has a spongy pedal yes it's it was always a bit of a contrast whereas now i'm hoping that it's going to be you know just going to give me that i always have confidence in it because they stopped they had great stopping power it's just a long pedal whereas now i'm hoping it's going to be as it should have been from the factory I've always felt like the Volkswagen group of cars outside of Porsche have touchy brakes. Yes. It's very light, very light pedal. Yes. And then it's, it almost feels like Comes nothing, on nothing. Like, oh, they're yeah, on. Like an avalanche. That's it. Just boom, on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was, I remember the first, our old, we had a, an Audi A3. It was one with the longest name. It was an A3 S-Line Quattro black edition sportback sure okay <laughs> and i remember we first got that and every time i got into it out of a, another car i would literally be putting an emergency brake on every time i touched the brake yeah yeah and my wife would always say to me what are you doing because she that's all she drove so she didn't mm-hmm. know anything else yes and i would get into it and i'd be like you know you'd be if you didn't have a seatbelt on you'd be in the screen um but it, it'll be i'm really excited just to get it back and and the oil's done so i won't have that kind of hanging over me it's got it's got a standard jack's already told me that you know he's he always cuts over the the oil filter yep uh just to have a look at it just see if there's many metal fragments or anything like that in there and he's he's found the standard which is plastic fragments from the timing chain guides sure yeah which i've always known about so mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it's almost like yay it's it's the, it's the standard stuff at least it's not metal right yeah it's right plastic's way less uh, likely to damage Oh, hang on. Doesn't plastic block oil galleries? No, let's just gloss over that. Yeah, okay, right. I can't. Just check it. <laughs> Can I just say to that, la, 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 I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> but the oil has oh. been changed. I have just gone, dragged out my service book. Okay. So Jack can put a stamp in it. And you don't leave that in the car? Book. Uh, no. Because oh, you park on the really... street half the time, don't you? So. Yeah, and there's nowhere really to put it where it's kind of just away. But it's almost got a leather folder that sits in your glove box. And it's almost the right size for the glove box, like it's made for it. Yeah, but the leather folder is a bit too fat now. Ah, okay. To put in there, so I just I just leave it all Fair out. Enough. And I've got it's all in with my receipts and things like that. It's in the front wallet of that, so ah, it's, yeah. it, I always know where it is. Um, but then you've always got the danger of going to the garage, getting it done, and forgetting to get it stamped. And I get that constantly. But That's, yeah, but it, whatever happens, right, with your car moving forward, as long as you know it's done, that's all that matters because it's not like yeah, it's, it's going to affect the value exactly. of the car, is it? 
Or if it does, it's exactly. going to be so minimal, it's incredible. And that's if you sell it ever. Yeah. And and the the great thing is Jack emails me an invoice anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a proper, you know, itemized invoice. So even if I forgot to get it done, I've got the invoice that says it's been done. Um, and I'm I'm really pleased about that. But it's just it's just been a, a weird week because I dropped it off at the weekend and it's now Wednesday night. So I might be able to go and pick it up tomorrow. I could have picked it up today, but I've had to re-enter the workforce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now I'm now working. And it's you know, it's it's a it's not quite right. It is. It's pretty full on because it's with a friend of mine, his company, and it's a short-term contract. So it's not like I'm, you know, fully jumping in, in at the deep end. And but but the good thing is, uh, well, my first day was yesterday, but it was a a workshop all day up north. So I had to drive two hours to get there, two hours to come home. I, I stayed over in a hotel, and it's yeah, it, it it's a bit of a shock to the system and. <laughs> Yeah, this morning it's I called thought, accountability as well. Yeah. We've all yeah, got to do it. It's one of those point. things where you, where, you, where you kind of you log onto a computer with the purpose of working, and then you like, how how does Outlook work again? <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> there are so few <laughs> listeners right now that are sympathetic to your plight. <laughs> you can't even comprehend. I know, it. I know. It's it's <laughs> I could, I could have you know carried on a bit longer, but. You know, when an opportunity presents itself, you you have to take it. Of course, of course. Plus, let's face it, if you might find you like it and go out and get a proper job after this contract is done. Well, I need to now get a proper job because I want my garage. Oh, good. So we've got a goal. Yeah, exactly. Once I get my garage, I can have my 912 there and I can do stuff myself, wrenching. And, and there's always that danger for people listening and for people on youtube that i might start putting more videos out with me just making a mess of a 912 and a 996 (laughs) so so it's a no likelihood that's what will happen but um but yeah so so it's it's a bit of a weird one but obviously there's stuff happening in the porsche world there is but before we before we get to that talking about videos i released one this week for the first time in a month or so I saw that you released one. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Yeah. So it's only a short one, only six minutes, which is probably about the uh, length of my ability and attention span at the moment. And uh, yeah, it was of the uh, GT4 RS launch here in Perth. Was that the fancy party or was that in Sydney? No, every, every Porsche Centre had a fancy party on the Friday night. And then the plebeians, that being me, Went on Saturday. The, the the fancy party event was for people who already had orders in place. Right. Oh, I see. And isn't the orders, I mean, the earliest ones are going to be delivered in what, January? No, the three of them were, every portion, the reason it was delayed here in Australia is they were waiting for the first orders to arrive. Oh, I see. So they arrived, they, they arrived to probably about two weeks ago, the cars did, here in Perth. We get the cars first because we're the first stop for the ship from Europe here in Perth, right? So about two weeks ago, the cars arrived and they've been sitting in a um, in bonded storage so that no one could photograph them and all that sort of thing. And then they, on the um, Friday afternoon, they arrived at the dealerships, got prepped, put on display wow. for the 
Friday night event and then Saturday morning they're available for everyone to, you know, put their dirty fingerprints on. Ah, do you guys get Top Gear, the UK Top Gear over there? The television show? Yeah. Um, it, it would inevitably be on one of the streaming platforms. I don't, I've not watched it, you know, since the, uh, the new version of Top Gear has come out. And when I say new, I mean the current generation of hosts. Right, okay, because the, the latest episode had the GT4 RS on it. Okay. And it's where the three of them take a car and they drive across Europe. I can't remember which country they're in. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, uh, Chris Harris had the GT4 RS, but but it was against sort of bordering on hyper. So you've just gone breaking up there. You said it's bordering on what? Um, Up against cars that were bordering on hypercars. Ah, okay. So the, was it Koenigsegg? One of them? <laughs> that is a hyper. 3.2 million pounds. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, 3.2 million pounds. And then you've got, uh, there's a Ferrari, uh, I can't remember, which is the new hybrid one. 296 GTB. That, I can't, I can't remember which one it is. It might be that one. Why can't I remember? I'm losing my mind. But, um, but performance-wise, it was, you know, it wasn't anywhere near those. And cost-wise, it wasn't anywhere near those. Sure. But, it was um, it, so. It was you know the the, the, the was it Koenigsegg? I think it was, and uh, it was um, you know what's the price compared to that three point two million and what's ten percent of that? Not ten percent. It's, like, it's probably less than that in the UK. I don't know how much a GD four RS is in the UK. Um, it was you know they all spoiler alert by the way everybody. Your internet is terrible, yeah. Ajmal. What? I deliberately um, today thinking it'd be fine. Oh, well. The, on the GD4 RS and work, I had the opportunity to test drive one today. But within minutes of me getting that invitation... All these meetings started loading into my calendar, and I don't think no. I'm going to get there to test drive the GD4 RS. Is it a small window that you've got? Yeah, it's too small for me to uh, not. Uh, I'm, I'd, I'd be too rushed to do it. Like I'd hate to go. Look, admittedly, I only live six minutes from the dealership, seven minutes from the dealership. Okay. However, by the time you do your hi, how are you? Crap on. Here's how everything works. Go for the drive and then the debrief with the dealer. That's probably going to be an hour and a half, right? Yeah, absolutely. I reckon I've only got an hour. So it's not going to work that well for me, you know, and I'm I'm going to have to find another window. They can't bring it to you. (laughs) I'm not that big a hitter (laughs) in the automotive uh, world. The the other... uh, the other new oh and the stuff oh, it's got a pretty interesting um uh event happening this evening. I was approached out of the blue through the YouTube channel by a gentleman that lives here in Perth. And he said the message was along the lines of a really good friend of mine's got a um a landmark birthday coming up and he's still mad for 
the Back to the Future series and has never seen a DeLorean in real life, do you know anyone that's got one? And I know someone that has, if not the most original DeLorean in the world, it'd have to be one of the most original. It's still an original tyres, right? And what? The, yes, and um, it hasn't been driven for a couple of years, but it, I, it's part of a comprehensive collection. So I contacted the owner and he says, that's a good excuse for me to get it out. So we're going to be um, meeting this guy and we're just going to be there in the DeLorean and surprise him and the owner of the DeLorean is going to take this guy out for a drive in the car. So, wow. um, yeah, it's going to be... 40-year-old tyres. Yeah. Well, as, uh, as the owner said, it's not a sports car anyway. It never was, was it? <laughs> no. So he's, um, it's, you know, it's an, it's an image car and everything works perfectly on it, like all these cars. And, you know, so he said that, yeah, it should, anyway, I think it should be a good, uh, be, it's going to be a good experience having the, the top of his head, the guy's head blown off just for the fact that it'll be a DeLorean there and he's never actually seen one in real life and he's going to get the opportunity to sit in one and go for a drive, you know? See, I would, I, I love them and, Oh, never I, well, my view of them obviously is tainted by Back to the Future, yeah, as, okay. as is nearly everybody's. But they, they, you know, you have to acknowledge they're terrible cars. Yeah, as a but, car, they're and, terrible. Yeah, but they are also an icon. Of the yes, era, aren't they? Yeah, there's no question. Absolutely. You know, the backstory of the car combined with the Back yes. to the Future link. You know, the fact yep. that they didn't use an American car for that is amazing, right? Oh God, yeah. You know, when you think back on it. But that aside. It is an iconic car for, you know, as a design and materials and how much of a compromise the production product yeah. was compared to the intent and all those sorts of things. But all that aside, I think it's going to be a, a good fun afternoon to oh, so actually early evening over here. We'll be doing that. So I'm looking forward to that event, you know. Hard oh, I'd love, I've seen one from a distance, but I've not seen one close. Oh, you, you've, um, got, you've got to drive one. I want. I really want to because there's a, quite a few automatics out there. I mean, it's bad enough in manual, but look, it, look, it doesn't. Look, it doesn't matter. The thing could be no, powered by a rubber band it. that you twist. Yeah, you're not. It's not. You're not buying it because it is a driving experience, or the driving experience isn't the car's performance and dynamics. The driving experience is the gullwing doors, the stainless steel body. You know yeah. the. You know the eighty-eight mile an hour number plate variation that every one of them has. Yes, you know, and <laughs> also the uh, yeah the 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 dr potentially drug money that could have made it become a reality, yeah, but it the, wasn't. It never happened. But it, I mean, the story is insane. The backstory to it. It is just the whole. I mean, John Delorean as a character. You know what he's done in the American automotive industry, and then when he came and did this. The money that he got from the UK government, and then what happened to him, and also, you know, the the thing about him being a bit of a playboy, he, you know, he went and got the cosmetic surgery done to mm -hmm. get chin. Yep, <laughs> and it's just everything about that. And then on top of that, you've got Back to the Future, which was kind of Back to the Future. The thing that immortalized that car wasn't that long after it came out, was it? No. Back to the Future was, what, 85? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That sort um, of era, yeah. Yeah, and, and when you think it was, what, just just a few years after it was launched, so for it to be 
you know, and and then it was called a sports car. Like like we said, it it was never a sports car. Look, it <laughs> looks like them. a sports car. It does. It looks fantastic. I mean, the whole you know brushed metal uh, outside is just amazing, and the fact that that so many parts exist because they still had so many parts left over because they didn't make the cars that you could still go and buy a door. Yes. There's somewhere in America, there's a warehouse with a brand new door. You Have you seen? Buy. Look, we're a bit gone on a tangent here on DeLorean without the intent to talk <laughs> about the car, just about the event, but that aside. Have you seen photos or footage of the new DeLorean that's planned? The electric car? I've, I've heard about it and I've seen like a render of it. I don't think I've seen a photo of The car was, I think it was at Pebble real. Beach, the car was on display. It was one of the big global events, right? Um, car events. Looks amazing. And it's an evolution on it, you know, and it, it'll be the, it looks like it could be the car that was originally intended. See, that would be amazing. That would be stunning. That's mm-hmm. probably one of those that you would convert to electric because you're not kind of losing anything. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, speaking well, of, what would you follow? Dipping my toe in electric cars there. I see Porsche announced that they've built their 100,000th Taycan this week. 100,000? I don't wow. reckon. I bet you they never built. I don't, I, this is speculation, not fact. It listens out there. I bet they did not build 100,000 Panameras yet. You reckon? 100,000 Taycans, that's a lot. In, how long have they been around? A couple of years, two or three years. You reckon? A couple of years maximum. I don't even think it's three. I remember that first YouTube video that Johnny Smith came out with, and he, or maybe maybe two and a bit years. That's a lot. Anyway, wow, that's where that was. It's not slowing down. Yeah, that. I mean, people will buy them, but it's. It's a different. It's going to be a different market uh, now, isn't it? The, the the from what I've drawn from my observations, the only Porsche enthusiasts have bought them have bought them as another Porsche, not as their only Porsche. Yep. And it has intru- it has brought a lot of people to the brand because of the options when the, the Taycan was new to market a couple of years ago. It wasn't, you know, if you didn't want the um, compromised overall fit and finish of a um, Tesla, the other options were pretty thin on the ground for availability of car models. Now the market is getting a lot more crowded with um, Volkswagen, BMW, Mercedes, etc., Volvo, Polestar coming to the market. Yeah, that's yeah. they don't have that um, market advantage they did have. However, it certainly isn't slowing down the delivery of them. There's plenty of the uh, they're, they're selling more of those here in Perth than they are nine elevens. I mean, I can I can kind of understand that because if we need if we go back to way back when uh, all this went out, but fields when air cooled nine elevens were the the latest car, you know, a, a person of a certain type bought them, right? It was mm-hmm. an enthusiast. 
maybe going back to 964, your average everyday person who wants a sports car to drive to and from work didn't really buy them. Whereas now you can. You've got the Boxster, you've got the 911. They're cars that you can just jump in. They're super reliable, super easy to drive. Um, and I think the, the Taycan has just come in and become that. So you're not, you, you know, someone might say, well, I fancy a fancy car. I want it to be electric. I know I'll buy a Taycan. And there's no, you're not really making any compromise apart from, you know, you're going to pay a lot of money. So I think from that point, it's made it easy for people to, more people to buy them and not be overall by the fact, oh, it's a sports car. It's a this, it's a that. It's just an electric car. I, I might be doing a massive disservice to, you know, the car compared to, I've driven a sure. Tesla, I've driven uh, a Taycan and, you know, done the launch control and stuff like that in both of them, which kind of feels like a one trick thing. But, you know, so from that point of view, it's the premium brand for an electric car that's not too different from another electric car. Um, but I, I don't know what it means in terms of like Porsche ownership. Yes. Does it mean Porsche ownership or does it mean I own an electric car that just happens to have a, a badge on it? I know that when I own, drive my 996, I know that it's different to other cars of that era. I know when I drive my 912, it's very different to anything else of that era. Whereas now, as an electric car, is it very different to a Tesla Model S, top of the range plaid or whatever, apart from the fact that it's got a Porsche badge and it's a Porsche kind of shape? Look, people have um, spent more know. time in electric cars than I have. Yeah, you know, and mm. journalists I'm talking about here fairly um, consistently all agree that it is the most dynamic of the electric cars on the market. You know, it, it feels like a car to drive not just a refrigerator on wheels you know so that's is that because compared to the other electric cars you know yeah because i've seen i think it was chris harris who drove it um and from a track point of view people talked about it like that but would you consider it a track car i don't know and on the road is it as dynamic how many tracks dynamic Pardon? How many tracks around the world that the public can go and use as members or as part of an event actually have charging facilities geared up for these, you know, cars like this to turn up to, do you think? They've probably got diesel generators. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, historically, tracks are usually fairly remote in locality, so the noise yes. isn't bothering residents, et cetera, right? Yeah, I don't reckon there's that many uh, charging f- facilities at modern tra- or tracks. Well, there aren't really any modern tracks. They're all old tracks that just keep getting updated, aren't they? Yeah, because you've got to drive there. Yes. And I guess in the UK, it might be a lot easier to have a fully charged car and get there. But, you know, you're going to do, if your but range yeah. is 250 and you do three laps. Yeah, that's it. And you can imagine what happens to the range, to, what happens yeah. to the range during your hot laps. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind, of, kind of done, and your range is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, we, we, so we spoke about that here to someone the other day, and um, they've got a plaid, Model S plaid, and they wanted to go up to the track. And the track is about a one-hour drive from here. Then you've got the time at the track, and then the one-hour back, and he says, not, not even on his radar, not possible. He will never, he, unless he's going to trailer it there, he'll never be able to take that car to the track, he reckons. Wow. 
I don't know what you'd do on a track, though, with something like that. I mean, I, the yeah, Porsche, I can imagine it's developed to be people, on... People maybe. take pickup trucks to tracks. I know, but pickup trucks, I could imagine, are probably more... This is, I'm going to say, make a swooping statement. But I could imagine pickup trucks are a bit more fun because they're tail-happy, you know, the power mostly is probably going to the back or you've got some mechanism for making it two-wheel drive. It'll be super torquey, whereas you'll have this super torquey electric car. But I don't, I don't know what I'd do going through a bend. You know, I'm not the best drivers anyway, but you're going through a bend or an S's or a hairpin in an electric car. I mean, how do you work out? How much beans can I give it? <laughs> and you haven't got the noise, so you'd be looking at your gauges the whole time to judge your speed, I think, you yeah. know, because you haven't got the... Anyway, we divert. I've had a listener come, you remember a couple of weeks ago before we spoke to Mickey, oh, the Mickey um, podcast. Yes. Let's review it. Great experience. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I I think, I mean, just in, because I've seen a couple of these videos before and then I did some more research when I knew it was coming on. So I I watched a few more videos and and just the, the production and his enthusiasm. And it's very, you know, kind of American sort of quite loud videos. Yes. But but they're but they they do look like, you know, why haven't why hasn't he got more subscribers? Why hasn't he got more views? When I look at it and I look at others yes. who are doing because what he's done to his car, not that many people have done. The way he uses it, not many people have done. The selection of cars that he has is outstanding. So I'm not I'm not sure why And he's likable. He's in, yeah, he he's, is. His enthusiasm is infectious. When you're watching it, you're going, oh, I think yep. I need a demand kit on my car. You know? Yeah, because he was quite, cause I thought he was quite, you know, he was quite quiet almost for him. Oh, yeah, when, we do, when we're doing these, uh, when, we, when we're podcasting, oh, the Mickey we podcasted versus the Mickey on video, you mean? Yeah, but I guess when he's on video, he's doing that thing that he's really enthusiastic about. Mm-hmm. And to us, he's just having a conversation. Yeah, that's so right. It was, but at the same time, you know, I've, but I enjoy talking to him. His story is amazing. The way he's gone about, you know, he's trying to get himself a GT4 RS. You know, the way he's gone about what he's doing and how he's gone, oh, yeah, I think this is going to work. Let's just do it. And, you know, he's a young guy, so he's he's got that exuberance of youth as well. And he's backing um, himself. I, I found, sorry? He's backing himself, you know, he's... Exactly. And, and you know, the way he's done it, I, you know, hats off to him. And I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, it was. I'd love to have him on again. Yeah, I think we'll get him on in another um, six months when he hits his uh, hundred thousand subscribers, because he's bound he to. He might not want to know us then, though. <laughs> <laughs> or do you think you'll forget where he came from? <laughs> yeah, who are these clowns? Yeah. <laughs> you've changed, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's we'd we'd love to have him on again. And you're right in a, in a few months because he's doing stuff now, isn't he? He might have his GT4 RS. He might have sold his McLaren. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that he's doing. Um, and in six months, he'll be in a completely different place and he'll have done a gazillion things. He's certainly an entertaining Instagram to follow as well. He's, he's consistently content that's watchable, if you get my drift, you know, like a lot of our, a lot of our reels and, you know, going to events and all this sort of thing, you know. Yeah, and he's and he's always doing burnouts in his, in his 911, <laughs> and I love that. I love it because you know when I went to the Motorfilm Awards yeah. in uh, London, and there were a lot of videos that were in a lot of the categories, and they were just so loud in your face, you know, shaky camera, 
so much car noise, tire mm-hmm. squealing, engine noise, you know, being engines being strangled to death. And and I feel like he's a bit like that. Yeah. It's just it's so frantic, the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. reels that he does. Yeah. And you can't help but hover over them when they when you're scanning through your yeah. timeline. You can't help but oh, what's happening here? So much stuff is happening in this video. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I I love that about it. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, Mickey, thanks for that interview. It was great. We enjoyed it. Um, I I got to that because the week before we actually asked the listeners, "How do you use your nine nine six and nine nine seven? You yeah, might I've got recall. a couple of answers to that as well. Yeah, I've got one here from. Um, well, I'll, I'll read it out to you. I've got one here from a guy called Dave. Um, lives in Melbourne. He's got a 2002 coupe, so it's a 996. Lightly modified and set up for corners. Uh, he uses it not nearly enough, although in two years of having it, he's put 25,000 kilometres on it. So that's uh, oh, wow. that sounds like it's more than the average 996 owner, I'd speculate. Uh, yeah. He uses it as reward for the end of a hard working week. And um, so it's an occasion for him every time he drives it and he makes sure he drives about an hour away to get a coffee. So he gets time in it. And that his, uh, nice. it's Dave in Melbourne and his Instagram uh, address is at one, the number, flat six, number six. So one F-L-A-T six. So, yeah, check him out. We'll... Uh, Thank you, Dave, for coming back to us. So I've got um, one from on Instagram as well. So the Instagram handle is 911 underscore cab underscore dreams. So this is somebody who's been on the Portugal podcast. Yes, and he's, um, a, re- he's a regular listener to our podcast too. Thank you. Uh, yes, so was was listening and just said that he's got um, 2008 C4S Cabriolet nice. in ruby red metallic. Oof. Um, and also got an F-150 from 2016, which is an everyday drive. But the 911 gets used multiple times a week, and over two years, he's done 11,500 miles. Yep. And Not too dissimilar um, then from um, Dave. Yep, and drives it to, you know, coach soccer, weekend drives, top down when the weather's good, but it's still not an everyday driver, but it's a frequent use car. So that... That's almost like a, yes, it's kind of wrapped in cotton wool. Yes, I service it. Yes, I keep it clean. Less it's immaculate. Yes, I look after it. But I, I use it as well. And it's almost, you know, I use it up to three to four days every week. Amazing. So, the, and that's um, kind of ideal, isn't it? Love, lovely um, spec from the description. Yeah. Go to um, anyone who wants to go and see it. Check out uh, 911 Cab Dreams. On Instagram, I'd say he's in, I'd say he must be American if he's got an F one fifty. Yes, because uh, and also he's quoted the miles and not kilometres. And I don't think it's many F one fifties in the UK. Uh, There'd be a few, but not many. The, not many would fit in the UK on the country uh, lanes. <laughs> no, in the country as a whole. Uh, <laughs> in fact, the country uh, would fit the, in the, the back of an F one fifty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing is, the older ones aren't huge. But you know, even the what's the what's the it's the Lightning, isn't it? The new electric one. Yes. Um, and again, that goes back to my point about you know why does it need to be so powerful? Why does it need to be electric? 
that kind of thing where you've got something that's not aerodynamic not you know it's it to give it any range you need massive batteries which is bad um so yeah that's stuff that we've covered yeah and okay, so yeah, that's a couple of uh, listeners. You say you had a couple of people talk to us about uh, these, the other these? one. I can't remember who it was, and I'm really sorry, but it was um, a Carrera S, so it would have been the second gen 996. Then the okay. S, there wasn't an S in the first one, was there? I don't know, and um, and it was used, um, he'd done uh, 20,000 miles in two years. So UK car and had used it as an everyday car for a long time, but now it had become a second car. So it was, again, it was getting used two to three days a week, but it was weather dependent. So you probably, if you have an option of another car, he probably wouldn't go out to work in it if it was pouring down with rain. Whereas obviously my, in, at home now, I would, there's no choice. I would, that's my car. I have yes. to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, last week, <laughs> Last week, when I took the our, you know, family wagon, I'd gone somewhere. My wife said, "Oh, I need to go uh, meet a colleague for a coffee. Can I take the Porsche?" And, and, and I replied saying, um, "Yes, but no, if you need brakes." <laughs> Classic. And she she replied with the usual FFS. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> the um, so we've covered three continents of listeners. Yes, who all use their cars comparably, by the sounds of it. Yeah, you look at the kilometer or slash mile count. Because it's the nine nine six. Yeah, I think it's because it's the nine nine six. I think we would start to see a difference in how they're used if we went into nine nine seven or even back to nine nine three. And I think the nine nine six is that spot where it's 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 the entry. It's one of the. It's a financial entry into nine eleven, right? Yes. For most people, because yep. it's, they're the, they are literally the cheapest 911 you can buy. Absolutely. Yeah, on as um, on average as a model. When I say that, sure, there might you might yep. find a you know completely flogged cheap 991 or something that's cheaper than most 996. But I'm talking about it generally. If you're looking for a car, getting into 911 ownership, 996 is your avenue, just because of production numbers. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if over here you'd you'd never find a 991 cheaper than a 996. If, I, if there's anywhere you'd find one that's completely flogged, mm-hmm. it would be the UK. Because uh, yeah, we discussed one, it. But it would never but it would never be priced, it would never drop to the okay. level of a nine nine six. Because nine nine six, I mean they're they're still sort of the cheaper end of them is still I'm, double I'm, I'm comparing high end nine nine sixes versus bottom end nine nine ones, of course, when I make that statement. I don't I don't think that's no, I don't think that's that that can't happen, that can't be. If it was, I'd go and look at one. <laughs> I'd go and squat my, my, my mine's bottom end. So yeah, that, I was about to say. Yeah, the gap is still quite yeah. wide. I'd imagine, Ashmel. Yeah. But like a, 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 a concourse quality nine nine six C four S end of production car, right here in Australia, that would be every bit of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That blows my mind. Every and time numbers like that. I'm, I'm talking about a good car here. I'm talking, you know. Stunning car, whereas the um, you know, there have been incredibly high kilometer count 991s that with ripped seats and deferred maintenance and you know, faded paint type thing, you know, metallics that now look like acrylics. Uh, that um, you know, those sorts of cars that yeah, they've been under that price 
for sure. Because mm. I guess the, the the 996 is so, the value of it is so much higher over there. Yes. That, that it gets closer. Over here, I think the, the 996 is so, so cheap. You, you know the 991 is actually the most manufactured 911. That's the, that's the model they've made the most cars of. So, and here in Australia, that's fairly evident. There seems to be a lot more of them than 996s. See, I didn't know that, but I'm I'm not kind of not surprised. Well, it's you know it's model line. Yeah, you know, the 992 will probably surpass it. Mm. You know, but the you know over time, but because they're still in production, like we haven't even got to 992.2 yet. No, which is overdue. Yeah. I think it should be. It should be. I thought it would have been this year. It probably is because it doesn't. The it's about GT3 three years or four RS. years, something like that. But I think the GT3 RS is maybe the last hurrah of the. Oh yes, of the first generation. Yeah, you might be right. And then I think the the next phase of that is the dot two, because there's there's never been a dot three of anything apart no. from the McCann. The latest McCann is a dot three is version. It? Yeah, I did not realize. It's the only that. time. Okay. When models come out, that has been a dot three. Um, thank you to Tina for telling me that at the Port Centre Reading. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it. I've never heard of the current generation of McCann referred to like that, though. It was. I think it was because the Turbo S was. It was a bit muted, and then they came out with the GTS, which was the same car. Yeah. But with louder exhaust. Yeah, the yellow car. Yeah. I don't like the um, white bar. I think that for the first time that I can think of, I think the previous generation of a Porsche model looks better than the current one. Hmm. I see. I can't. I no. I don't. I don't know if better or worse. For me, it's it's shades of brown. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Everyone's. But. They are different shades. Now, the um, I've nearly finished our budget for our Rensport um, idea. Oh, yeah. That, that, yes. <laughs> the what? I'm, I'm laughing. It's a nervous laugh. That <laughs> this actually comes I'm off and you have to explain to your wife that you're going to the US for 10 days? She's not going to care. It's just I just got this like nervous laugh that I'm gonna end up in the middle of nowhere in America in a broken down old Porsche. <laughs> For those listening, I sent Ajmal through a, a pretty flogged nine four four manual that was pretty cheap in the US. Was that was it on Bring a Trailer? I was thinking it was on Bring a Trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So and I said this could be a contender, but look, a photographed well though. It did photograph well. I thought it looked a bit too good. <laughs> For those listening, it was under five thousand dollars US. <laughs> so yeah. I probably kept oil, I mean, kept kept the oil in a nice little puddle under the car. I'd suggest. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you collect it and put it back in. Um, but the, <laughs> but that would. How many miles are we? Like, so we are we still talking about flying to New York? Yep. Drive across to LA. So how Tourist many route. miles? Are we, I don't know. How far is it? What is that 4,000, 5,000 kilometres? Okay, so that's... I'm guessing here. Too bad. 
Might be less. I mean, you're in Australia. You're probably thinking, oh, yeah, that's too It's you know, nothing, yeah. We'll, we'll do that in like 20 your, hours. Your 996 is proof of how bad these cars can be and still work. That is true. What do you mean my car's look, looked after? Did I not just show you the service book? It has one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what we really should have done is I should have just bought your Boxster off you and then we just put it on a ship and send it over and have a right-hand drive never. Boxster and just leave it in the car park at LAX. <laughs> You wouldn't have made it. Yeah, it, it would have been so fun trying to make it, though, wouldn't it? It was so bad. We would have had listeners help us out along the way. No, but it's the thing about just general the risk to life of just generally driving it. Because oh, no, you, no, it's it, it, we get some of that stuff fixed cheap, Ajmal. That is true. It would. It would. Be, I think it would be much cheaper to get that kind of stuff fixed over in the US. Oh, of course, it's it would. like we said. There's a. There's a um, a machine shop and a, you know, a garage in every corner. That it may not actually be quite like that, but there, it is a lot more of them there because of population than there is where you are. Because of population, yeah, yeah. Obviously, not in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe New York. Yeah. How many parking tickets will you get in Manhattan? You reckon? Um, All of well, them. hopefully, we're not going to stop. We're going to just drive straight out. You've got to do that. You just made it. I think we need to plan this. And listeners, if you've got any ideas on what we should be doing, my gut feel is that we actually just podcast every evening about the events of the day. Yeah, we'd have to. I mean, would it would it be podcast or would you just do it as a, video? a live video? Yeah, we could do that as well. Because a live video, then it becomes if you did. Oh, we could do a live video YouTube. on YouTube. Exactly. So it would then appear. As a for people to consume whenever they wanted to, but it would be a bit more authentic if it was just completely live. <laughs> <laughs> this is effectively live as well, Ashmark, because I don't do very much editing to our podcasters. Well, it's like my videos; I don't edit them. <laughs> One takes. Oh, there's too there's too many of my videos that say I'll edit this bit out. Yeah, <laughs> luckily it's not like it's not like I'm, I'm you know I'm farting or anything like that. I, I would suggest <laughs> that you're not taking notes. How do you mean? When you're doing it, so you know when to edit out to go back to, so you know how far in you are. Oh yeah, absolutely no, not. And also, it was more. You know, when I started doing that YouTube thing, it was more of whatever was going on in my head, and when people said, "Oh, it's a bit too much of a stream of consciousness," and I always used to think, but the the whole premise of the my channel was that it would be a stream of consciousness yeah okay and which is why a lot of the times it didn't make sense i'd go off on a tangent i start talking about something i've just seen go past <laughs> rather than talking about the thing that i was talking about yeah, yeah. and it's like you know oh there's an eagle uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like that so i haven't done a video in ages because i haven't had the car or i haven't been able to use it but i am going to go and pick it up at some point tomorrow so i'll probably do another video then Exactly. So hopefully it's going to be well, good. But if it's any consolation, it, where I am right now, it is tomorrow. That is true. You are in the future. And I am back in the past. I wanted to say back to the future. Yeah, but I could see no. you were reaching for it there. Yeah, I was reaching. I was reaching. Upcoming guests. Yes. You've got some responsibilities that I feel like you're not meeting at the moment with the podcast. That is true. Sort it out, will you? Can you lock someone in for next week? Okay, I will. 
I know who I want. You've got yeah, but you've got a list of people that we've discussed or previous guests that we'll have on again. I want I want, I want to get back on a friend of the podcast, and you know who that is. Yep, and his friends, um, and his friends. Yes, more random his friends, the better. Yeah, <laughs> um, because I, I, I think. And we need, I think we need somebody a bit more left field next. Sure. I can't decide who that is. Okay. Left, even um, further left field than us? Yes. Because, <laughs> because my, because when I'm doing a video or I'm out for a drive and sometimes I'm going somewhere um, when I'm not doing a video and my wife is with me and she says, you should probably be videoing this. And I'm like, no, because I would have to edit all of your swearing out of it because you hate my car. You and don't have to edit the swearing out of it. You just have to tick the box that says it may have some inappropriate language. Is there a box? I, I, I always say it's not for children. Yeah, and there's also a, um, a, uh, a language um, button as well when you are doing your upload. So you, oh, And it's not like you're going to lose money. You're not going to get demonetized. Yeah, yeah, I'm not monetized. And so... so yeah, it might. I might get her to drive the nine eleven and review it. I think it's a good idea. We might even get her on the podcast as well to talk about it. No, she won't go on the podcast. Well, she should be, she'd be more comfortable with that than the video. No, it's because the video because the podcast she'll be. It's it's more natural because she's talking about something that's actually happening. Yes. Okay. So it's you know she she'll be she'll most likely be screaming at me. So why do you have this car? It's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas on a podcast, she'll be a bit more reserved. Yeah. Um, yep. But I think I, I do I do need to do that, and I'll probably be I'll wait till the dead of winter, and when we go to get our Christmas tree. Also, anyone's got any ideas of how I tie a Christmas tree to the roof? Of my nine nine six without roof, roof bars, I haven't got roof racks. Well, you leave your windows open, yeah, and you run the rope over, you know, inside the car and outside the car. But well, isn't it a thingy? What do you call it? Straps? No, nah, just use rope. Are you sure? Because I don't want it coming off the front and spewing, you know, spearing through somebody's windscreen. Why would it? Hey, put the thick end of the tree at the front of the car. Yeah, which is what I was thinking. That's still, you know, dangerous. But, you know, Keanu Reeves, Keanu, I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> let us know how you tie the Christmas tree. Mark's having a laugh. <laughs> how you tie the Christmas tree to your 993, because he does that. Sure. He does it. What is it with you, what is it with you a, cool attention seekers? He puts a sheet over. He's just too cool. He he puts a sheet over the roof and puts the tree directly onto it. Yep. And like straps it on. We all love so we I all think, love Nanano. Exactly. Well, I don't straps it on. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Um but it's so I, I need to work out it. And obviously I shouldn't do uh more than seventy five miles an hour because then the spoiler will come up. Oh, it won't much difference if it's a thin end of the tree. It just lifts up that little bit, then it'll go back down again. Yeah, but that would be insane doing 70 miles, miles an hour with a tree strapped to the roof. Well, you wouldn't have this problem if you bought a GD3. The, the spoiler's always up. 
That is true. You could actually tie it to... Or slip it in between the spoiler and the body. That is true. Oh, yeah, bugger it. Go trade Didn't in a 996 you? for a GD3. Yeah. And just why are you just doing for that? the Christmas so tree. Get a Christmas tree yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for Christmas tree. Yeah. I mean, because the thing is, last year it was sticking out the sunroof. Yeah, I recall. So, and, I, and there were two. I had to go and get two. That I and actually was, think that the tide of the roof will be an easier drive because you won't have your gear shift obstructed. Well, it wasn't the gear shift because the second one that I got, because my wife wasn't in the car with me. Oh, yeah, okay, I could sit on the passenger seat then. Yeah, so she was she was in the back, but yeah. it, I can't put it on. I don't want to put it on the seat in case it ruins the seat. So I put it to, into the footwell. <laughs> the seat is not ruined. The passenger seat is not ruined, but it's just I put it into the footwell. But when I stop laughing, but when I when I turned uh, left, it fell onto my head. Yeah. Okay. So I had to hold it up with my head so I could reach the gear stick. Yeah, but you wouldn't have it any um, other way. You wouldn't have been able to talk about it for 10 months or 11 months if 11, you hadn't have done that. 11 months. Yeah. I know. It's good. To, you know, it's good. To, content. Uh, but cheesy for content. it. Yeah, but it, but it really hurt when it fell on my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big head. <laughs> yeah, the, um, oh, I don't know if you've met uh, in a previous podcast. It might have been the last podcast before you came on board as a co-host, I interviewed a West Australian YouTuber called Johnny Ross. He's got a channel called Ross Reviews. On s- Sunday, I'll say, Sunday morning, we had his, um, he had a gathering to celebrate 40,000 subscribers. So he's, he's now it's going full-time. Hmm? He's not the... He's Canadian. He's not the guy with Volvos. He hasn't got Volvos, has he? No, no. No, okay. That's fine. Simon. Oh right, that's it. Yeah. yeah. No, he's um yeah, he does a lot of Aussie muscle cars. He's a Canadian with a uh, whose channel is you know revolves around Australian muscle cars. He's migrated over here, yeah. and um yeah, he's forty thousand. That's good. Yeah, he does it full time now, and he's monetized now to the level where he can maintain a lifestyle that is sustainable. So good on him. So he's a good guy, Amazing. good friend, and congratulations, Johnny. Yeah, check him out. Ross reviews is his channel. Uh, I reckon that's just about me for this week. Ajmal, have you got anything else you'd like to contribute? Yeah, we haven't talked about the 911 Dakar. Are you talking about the one they're driving through South America at the moment? Yeah, the one that's... not Because it's, it's not going to be, be the one you get to buy. This is that, that, that one that you're talking about is the serious one, isn't it? Yeah, the one... Uh, it's... There's no specs been released. It's they've just seen you know you see it going up and down dunes where they're yeah, testing yeah. it to yep. to death, and there's speculation that it's going to be the C4S engine, 443 brake horsepower, whatever it is, and it's pumped up, and that it rides really well. It looks like on a competition car. Well. Exactly. So it, it, even though it's so pumped up that it it rides really well on the road as well. Uh, and in the UK, that's you know you'd think that would be great because the roads are so bad. But at the same time, yeah, look how, um, how wide is it going to drive like an SUV? Yeah, look at the track on it. Yeah, it's massive. Exactly. And and is it is it going to drive like an SUV? But I don't know if it will. Um, but we can we we need to talk about that more in depth next time because by then they'll have released all the specs. Oh, and before before you let this one go, I think there's going to be the nine nine two Safari car which would just be Abe jacked up, yep. which we've seen photos of everywhere lately, of driving around LA. Um, and then there's this, what looks like 
a trophy truck, 992. Would be yeah, I think they've, they've confirmed the name. I think it will be called a Dakar. Yeah, okay. I actually think that's going to be a competition car in the vein of a cup car. I think that I don't think that'll ever be the Dakar. I don't think will be a road car. I think the looking at the way the all the bash plates and the, the track and the, the way this is the wheels are almost completely outside the body and that I can't see how they're going to get that to a, a road um, compliant car. <clears throat> Excuse me for I safety. I it will be because. I reckon it will be because because that's how they're talking about it. Okay. They're talking about it like it possibly will be. So I don't know. I mean, we, we're just we're just guessing. It's bloody we'll, exciting we'll they do that. It is because it's it's going to be in LA, I think. It's in, no, no, it's in the US somewhere in a, in about a week. I think yeah, okay. it's being. You'd have to get the option of a roof rack with a spare wheel on the roof, wouldn't you? If you had one of those. Oh, absolutely. Then you're going all safari kind of thing. But I think it's made for speed as well. So probably a light bar. Got to have a light bar. Light bar. Mm, I guess if you're, you know, in the Dakar rally, you've got to do it. Pods on the bonnet, you know, like eighties. Uh, oh yeah, days. exactly. That I should do that to mine. No, no, I'm not going to do that to mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. When we've got more information on this car, which will inevitably be in the coming week or two, we'll yes, dive into it deeper then. And, and we haven't given away the key pouch thing. Oh, I haven't, I haven't received any uh, messages. No one wants this thing. Well, they haven't approached me for it. I, I, I might have missed something. Someone just, you know what? I'm, this is what I'm going to do. Someone just messaged me and saying, I want it. That's great. On Instagram. Oh, we're going to do it through the reviews. Give me your address. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, reviews would be ideal, but just send me a message on Instagram saying, flat cap driver, I want the, the leather key pouch. Give me your address and I'll post it to you. Sounds great. The uh, So next episode, hopefully, possibly another guest. If not, it'll just be us two crapping on as usual. Good times. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Ajmal, great to see you. Well, hear you. And um, look forward to next time. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, everyone.